Welcome to Braided, helping you balance tradition in an untraditional world. This is a show where we gather and talk about all things faith, family, and business. I'm so glad you joined us. Hello, you guys. How are y'all? Happy Friday. We made it through the week. Happy Friday. (laughs) Again, excuse the mess in the background. We are trying to get fall stuff put away. And here we are. We're, we're what, two weeks away from Christmas and we still are trying to get our fall stuff put away. (laughs) If that tells y'all anything about the Addis home. I will say, though, our living area with our Christmas stuff, it's lovely. It's delightful. It's beautiful. (laughs) Um, So happy Friday. I'm so glad that you are here. Say hello in the chat. Let me know you're here. Um, I am sipping on some good old hot chocolate. Um, It's a little chilly here, but it's so windy. If you are in the West Texas area, let me know how you're how you are coping with the crazy wind today. I have been like hoping that it doesn't affect my internet. <laughs> um, but it's been so windy here. The dogs have been a little freaked out. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm sipping on some good old hot chocolate. So I'm looking at the weather today here locally. Um, it looks like it'll be windy, a good a good majority of the day, um, high of 69. It's going to be windy this afternoon. It looks like it'll die down um, later this evening. So, goodness, gotta love good old West Texas. Um, It looks like Saturday, the temps will drop down to 53. And then back up to the mild temps that we've had. We've had some pretty good, good temperature. It's felt like spring, hasn't it? And then Next Saturday on December 18th, it's showing it's going to drop down to 54 with some showers. Um, I have no idea why I just gave you all a full weather report for Lubbock, Texas, <laughs> but I did. And honestly, that's like, don't like take that with a grain of salt because the weather here has just been so crazy. Like, I can't even believe it feels this way in the winter. My husband and I were talking about how, um, it's felt kind of more summery than it actually did this summer. Because if y'all remember this summer, we got so much rain. It did not feel like summer for us. It felt like we were back up North. Cause when we were in Portland, I mean, those were all summer. It was like nice Portland days. That was our Portland summer. Um, except for one summer, one summer we were there and they had like high temps. They had record breaking high temperatures, like, 
it was even harder there than what it was here. But anyway, okay, somebody said hello. I can't see who you are. Um, it just says Facebook user, but whoever that is, hello. I'm so glad that you joined. Um, let me know what you're having this afternoon. Again, I'm having some good old Christmas hot chocolate. And it's literally Christmas hot chocolate. It is hot chocolate with mint um, or peppermint. It's really, really good. I'm not so much of a mint peppermint girl, but this hot chocolate is good. Um, it's probably my favorite hot chocolate. We get it every year. Um, but I hope that y'all are having a great Friday. I've been trying to lay off coffee. Um, and so it's been really actually nice. I almost had some last night. I went to a Christmas event with one of my friends and they had um, a table of apple, hot apple cider, hot chocolate, I think hot tea maybe, and coffee. And I was like, oh, that sounds so good. But Praise the Lord. I didn't give in to my temptation and I got me some apple cider. Um, but anyway, so I hope that y'all are ready for today's Advent um, study. It's going to be good. Let me start at my little Kindle here. And you guys, last night um, I went to a pink event um, at the worship center. So those of you who are local know that church and a lot of you probably go to that church in here um the pastor's wife trish pastor trish um she is amazing like she she is an amazing human being but the message she gave was on point and exactly like confirmed so much that the lord's been working in me with lies and with fear and just things that he's been cleansing me of and breaking breaking me free of and so it was so amazing and so they're going to do another one next year if you are local to this area get your ticket as soon as they go on sale they sold out i think within a day um so get your ticket because it was amazing it was it was it was beautiful everything about it was beautiful um but it just really confirmed a lot of what the Lord's been working in me and like why I'm approaching this year's Advent season the way I am, because I just really have felt like a stirring in my spirit with a lot of this. Um, so God's just so good, you guys. God is so good. Ask and you shall receive. I asked for cleansing at the beginning of the year and he has been cleansing me and just taking out so many impurities it just oh it's been so amazing and so freeing um god is just so good i love him so much okay so day nine a physical and spiritual kingdom um let me just double check audio okay and i think i have my mic settled where y'all can hear me i noticed i think it was yesterday um I had my mic up top here and um, it just didn't sound right. So I think I have it. Uh, hopefully I have it where y'all can hear me pretty well. Okay. So day nine, a physical and spiritual kingdom. Today's reading, Luke nine, other passages to ponder, seek the kingdom of God above, above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Matthew six thirty three. heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now, Luke 10, 9. Oops, give me one second, you guys. I just realized I needed to do something. 
I needed to stop something on my computer that was running. Okay. Where am I? Here we are. Okay. Um, let's see. Did I finish that whole scripture? Okay. Jesus announced his kingdom by both preaching and healing, and he sent his disciples to do the same. If he had limited himself to preaching, people might have seen his kingdom as spiritual only. If he had healed without preaching, people might not have realized the spiritual importance of his mission. The truth about Jesus is that he is both God and man, both spiritual and physical. And the salvation that he offers is both for the soul and the body. Life Application Study Bible. Someone recently said, we've got to get away from all this talk about soul care and get back to preaching the gospel. Her statement at first sounds righteous and biblical. And in many ways, she was right. Still, it may be cringe, not because we don't need to focus too much on ourselves at the expense of the lost, because we do. The reason why I didn't like her statement was because it felt sharp, lacked compassion, and missed a crucial point. It's true, Jesus came to seek and save the lost, but it's also true that everywhere Jesus went, he tended to the human soul. His compassion moved him to heal the multitudes, to deliver those tormented by demons, and to put right those who were thinking wrong. Jesus loves us and cares deeply about the human condition. Even today, countless Christians sludge through life exhausted, burdened, and underjoyed. Does Jesus berate them for the condition of their souls and tell them to get out there and do their job? No. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. If you're overstressed this holiday season and it's entirely your fault, do, not, do know that Jesus cares. His invitation stands, come to me when you're weary. You'll find him with open arms and a tender heart. He won't shame you or rebuke you. He'll comfort you and give you rest. He'll teach you a better way to live, and he'll love you every step of the way. If you're just plain weary from serving others at church, leaving you no time or energy to put into your family holiday, you can trust that God is not rolling his eyes at you or breathing a heavy sigh. He cares. He'll give you rest. Make room for him. May the restorative power of Christ's kingdom come to your heart and your home this Christmas season. Isaiah prophesied about the coming king. Let's look at a few verses from Isaiah chapter 9. Read these verses slow and ponder the king, the kind of king that God sent to earth. Notice what he's like and what he cares about. Isaiah 9-2, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Isaiah 9, 4, for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. This is our God. Jesus doesn't save us to slave us. He saved us because he loves us. He has become our Prince of Peace, our mighty counselor. 
the everlasting God. And though he wants his kingdom to expand in and through us, he knows all about our tendencies and our trials. He knows how weak and self-focused we can be. So he teaches us, walks with us, and shows us how to grow. After a long day of ministry, the disciples tried to slip away by the crowd, but the crowds were relentless. Why? Because they desperately needed what Jesus offered. And he welcomed them with open arms. He told them about the kingdom, about his power, not only to heal them, but to save them. The people desperately needed ministry. The disciples desperately needed rest. Jesus cared about them both, but this time he asked his disciples to stay engaged a little while longer, and so they did. After what felt like a significant day of ministry, the disciples were once again ready to send the crowds away so the people could find something to eat and the disciples could get a much needed break. Jesus responded, you feed them. What? How? Read the story and ponder once again the significance of this miracle. Everyone ate to fullness and there were baskets left over. There's an African proverb that, that says a hungry stomach has no ears. In other words, if you don't tend to put people's physical needs, they'll have no capacity to grasp their spiritual needs. Jesus cared deeply about the masses, about the demonic oppression, the chronic conditions, and the injuries that left people vulnerable and disabled. And he tended to those, but he was also very invested in training his disciples in the way of faith. He ministered to those outside the faith with many miracles and his personal touch. He pointed them upward to a new and everlasting kingdom. And he trained those within the faith family by allowing them to encounter scenarios that were beyond them. He asked for their obedience and faith. He showed them how to operate in a kingdom power that exceeded their natural giftings or resources. Those who are willing to follow Jesus to such places of dependence will experience that some kingdom power today. You know you're maturing in your faith when you begin to discern which aspect of the kingdom God is working on in you. Do you live in constant concern over your own needs, wants, and comfort, even though Jesus has proven himself to you time and time again? If so, perhaps it's time to seek God on a deeper level and discern the spiritual work he wants to do in you and around you. Maybe your problems aren't too big. Maybe they're too small. God wants you to believe him and trust him for greater things. Or maybe for you, it's been all about the spiritual aspect of this journey, but you've neglected and deprioritized your soul's needs, your mental, physical, and emotional health. If you've neglected your soul, you've likely done the same to those closest to you. Jesus doesn't overlook the soul. He restores our souls. Invite his presence and power to do a miracle work within you. He still does that, you know. Maybe you're ready to finally step away and get some rest. But Jesus is asking for just a little more time and a lot more faith. Will you trust him? This is not, uh, not about your resources or even your bandwidth. God wants to train you in some of the higher ways of the kingdom. Trust that he'll do a great work through you and that he'll tend to your physical needs when the time is right. Jesus's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. It has come and is coming. He heals the sick, provides for the poor, gives rest to the weary, and sight to the blind. He saves the lost, corrects the wanderer, forgives the sinner, and welcomes the prodigal. To seek first the kingdom of God this holiday season is to put Jesus at the very center of it all. It's to seek his will, his way, for his glory. 
And as you do, you'll be delighted to find that as you tend to that which is closest to God's heart, the lost, the hurting, the marginalized, the poor, and the outcast, he never stops caring for you. Prepare him room. Mighty Savior, everlasting God, Prince of Peace, wonderful Counselor, where do I begin? I want your kingdom to come, your will to be done in me, through me, and all around me. I submit to your rule and reign in my life. As I seek you first, you establish me in the way I should go. All of my priorities fall into the place where I give you first place. Use me to tend the physical needs around me and surprise me by doing a miraculous work in and through me. I declare this by faith. Everywhere I place my feet, your kingdom comes to earth. Amen. Look up. Fast from overcommitment, soul neglect, and fretting over your limits. Accept the rest and grace Jesus offers you this very moment. View every aspect of your holiday season as an invitation to trust Jesus in a way you haven't before. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I think this is a great reminder, you know, especially I think us women, we tend to just get busy and I don't think we mean to. I think it's just we see so many needs. We see the needs of our family, of our friends, of work, and we're nurturers by by just nature. You know, it's just natural for us to be nurturing and caring. And so we give so much of our time and, and our mental, you know, health that sometimes we can be neglectful of our own selves. And so let this be a reminder to, to to have that soul rest, to take your Sabbath, make sure you're taking your Sabbath, you guys. That is a time for you to connect with God, to rest your body, um, to rest your mind, and to just, you know, really have that that time. Um, Darren and I take our Sabbaths on, on Saturdays, and that's the time where, where we'll go have a little date. Um, we really love to antique shop. So we'll go antique shopping. We'll go have lunch, maybe go watch a movie or come home and watch a movie. Cause like, if y'all know us, y'all know, we have a huge VHS collection. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll normally we'll get some VHSs, you know, at, at one of the Goodwills we went to or something and we'll go, we'll watch a VHS or, you know, like it's just our time to, to reconnect to one another, um, but to just rest. And we talk about God a lot throughout the whole day. We invite him into our day of rest. Um, and it's it's like Saturday is my favorite day because of that, because that's that I know that's the day that no matter how busy our week was, we are going to reconnect with Lord, our Lord and we're going to reconnect with one another and we're going to do it as a family. Um, and so just make sure that you're taking that time to rest and in this season, just to really um, ask yourself, how in the new year can I make sure that I'm, I'm giving myself that rest? So great, great, great one. Okay. So to, to next we're on day 10 Marvel. Let me check audio. Okay. Looks like we're good with audio. Okay. Okay, day 10, Marvel. Today's reading, Luke 10, other passages to ponder. But to all believed him, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. John, John 1 12. But the person who joined the 
to the Lord is one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Receive this, the great miracle of mercy. Let the grace of God flow over you like a cleansing cascade, fleshing out all dregs of guilt and shame. Nothing separates you from God. Your conscience may accuse you, but God accepts you. Others may dredge up your past, but God doesn't. As far as he is concerned, the work is once and for all finished. Max Licato. Sometimes late in November, sometime late in November or early December, I open up my front door and hang our Christmas wreath on a gold hook. I step back, take it in, and we begin another Christmas holiday. It's weighty and beautiful. The circle of evergreen reminds me of Jesus's crown of thorns. The deep burgundy berries bring to mind the blood he spilled for humanity. The glistening gold bows speak of the unfathomable gift of eternal life. He offers to all who call on his name and trust him for salvation. My wreath symbolically speaks a message. Blessings to all who enter here. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. I feel this conviction. I believe it with all my heart. I live for Jesus. Yet how often do I open the door of my heart at Christmas time to, to the very message that speaks a contrary word to what Jesus won for me? Watch too many Christmas commercials in a row and it won't be long until an uneasy sense of not enoughness settles in. Look too long at your old Christmas ornaments and decorations, some of which you bought last year, and you'll breathe a sigh under your breath that says everything's old, nothing's new. Attend a few well-done parties and you'll feel convinced that you've got a long way to go to get your act together. When you open the door to defeating and insecure thoughts, you take Christ right out of Christmas. Let's take each lie one by one. Watch all the perfect Christmas commercials if you'd like, but remind yourself that these are paid actors on a professional movie set with cameras, lights, and filters. All those people will go home to their messy lives at the end of the day, and that sense of not enoughness. When you follow Christ Jesus, your place in the Father's heart is so sturdy, so secure, you lack no good thing, not one thing. Not enoughness doesn't belong in your vocabulary. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ, Ephesians 1, 3. How about your old decorations and ornaments? Purchasing a few fun ornaments is one thing. Allowing a lie to seep into your bones is another thing altogether. Picture your beautiful wreath on your front door. Embrace the symbolism of Jesus' victorious work on the cross. Now, picture the enemy barging through your front door. He whisks right past your wreath, bumps it with his shoulder, and almost knocks it off its hook. He tracks in mud and spews accusations about all you lack in the way of home, decor, and ability. It may sound silly, but we've all lost joy over lesser things. When Jesus walked out of that grave, he gave the word new a whole new meaning. He dismantled the enemy's case against us. He made a public spectacle of the devil when he stripped him of his power over us. Jesus ushered in a new day, a new kingdom, and offered a new beginning to anyone who would receive him. He's always up to something new. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Revelation 21.5. Finally, let's consider our tendency to compare and then despair. 
you go to a friend's party that they've been preparing for all year and you suddenly remember, um, I left a whole load of wet clothes in the washer. You let your mind swirl with thoughts about your less than stellar performance as a human being. Once again, the enemy will use whatever means necessary to rob you of your joy and skew your perspective. These examples may seem like such small trivial battles, but if they work on us, the enemy will waste his time on us. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. John 10, 10. Have you noticed that the devil always goes after our worth, our position, and our performance? Why? Because Jesus won a sound victory against him on our behalf in all these areas. We possess all things in Christ. We're secure in him and we have nothing to prove. We must hang on to these unshakable truths no matter the season. Some of our Christmas holidays will feel almost magical. We'll remember them forever. Other times we may endure such sorrow and hardship that we'll not forget those holidays for all the wrong reasons. And though we all want to enjoy a festive and fun holiday, we are thankfully anchored to Christ, not to a Christmas tree that could tip over at any moment. In today's reading in the Gospel of Luke, we watch as Jesus gathers together 70 disciples and sends them out two by two. He empowers them to heal the sick, cast out demons, and declare the kingdom of God is near. Once those same disciples saw firsthand the power available to them in Christ Jesus, they came running back and proclaimed, Lord, even the demons obey us. Jesus essentially replies, do not marvel that the demons obey you. I've given you authority over them. Marvel that your name is written in the book of life. You've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and transferred into my kingdom. Yes, I have given you the great gift of, the, of authority, but even more importantly, I've given you my identity. Use my authority to defeat the enemy, but walk in my identity because I want it for you. No one can snatch you out of my hand. It's not what you do that establishes you. It's who you are in me that holds you fast. Never forget that you're not the sum of your past mistakes or even the accumulation of all your achievements. If you make the mistake of trying your identity to your tying your identity to your performance, you set yourself up to be deceived. If the wonder of what I empower you to do upstages what I accomplish on that cross, you've already lost your way. Keep yourself anchored to me. I am your strong tower, your secure place. You possess all because you are in me and I am in you. Prepare him room. Lord, all too often, I get impressed with the wrong things. I marvel at someone's ability to decorate a home, but never stop to think about what you accomplished for me. It's truly a miracle, Lord. I'm brand new, through and through. I'm a part of a royal family line. I've been, graf I've been grafted in because of what you did on the cross for me. I marvel that you saved me. I marveled that I have constant and continual access to you. I marvel that you offer me new, new mercies and new sunrise every single morning. How blessed am I? Grow a thankful heart within me, O oh Lord. You deserve it. I love you. Amen. Look up. Fast from boredom, boredom complaining, comparing, and self-criticizing. Look up and look around and find countless reasons for giving thanks. Above all, 
marvel over the miracle of your salvation. Oh, this makes me want to cry because I like, oh my gosh, when I listen to the words of Silent Night, it just, I want to cry every time because I just really think about what the birth of Christ truly means and what Christ did for me. I mean, and that is something to marvel about y'all. Like, oh my gosh, we are saved. He has given us a new life. He has given us a new family. I mean, so many people are, are, are living in bondage and chains because maybe a parent said something to them when they were younger or abandoned them. I mean, we have a lot of absentee fathers in this, in this world. I mean, my, my father was an absentee father. I mean, he, he was in my life when I was younger and then he kind of disappeared and it was just one of those, you know, coming back and, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And, And I have had to overcome a lot of that because our fathers are supposed to be the image of who God is. And so when we're abandoned or when the people we're supposed to trust, like our parents, (laughs) say or do something to harm us, it, it, it opens the door for the enemy. And that's exactly what he wants. And so then we start living in bondage and we start living with these heavy chains. But I want to tell you today that God has given you a new life, a new name, uh, a new family. He welcomes us into his family. And one of the things that was talked about last night, which is amazing because I kind of went through something a little painful. Um, I mean, not, it wasn't like huge, um, but just something somebody said um, this past week that really brought a lot of pain in my heart. And I started to kind of fester on it and get really upset and hurt about it. But I stopped and I said, no, I'm going to be thankful. And and not only am I going to be thankful, but I'm going to thank God for them and and on their behalf and thankful for everything God's doing for them. And I'm going to face this, this pain by thankfulness. And so it was amazing because last night, that's one of the things um, that was talked about in the message at the Christmas event was being thankful and how that is a sword. Um, And that is one of the best ways that we can cut that bondage is just to be thankful and to live in a posture of thanksgiving and not complaining, not um, kind of because when we focus on the bad things or the painful things, they fester in our heart and in our spirit. And that's when the enemy can come in and attach himself or his demons can attach themselves to us. And then we just start walking in that. And so it was amazing because it confirmed to me whenever I change. And and it was crazy because normally when something like that is said to me, I will be hurt by it almost to the point of depression. Um, And so I had refused. I was like, not this time, devil. You do not get me this time because I'm going to go into prayer and I'm going to be thankful and I'm going to give God the honor and I'm going to walk in that 
and I'm going to walk in forgiveness. And that did like going into prayer and being thankful and thankful for that person and for what God's doing in their life helped me to walk out of that situation. And I had no bitterness. I was, I forgave. I wasn't pained anymore. I, I was just, I was literally walking in a posture of thanksgiving. And that is so powerful, you guys. So take that time today to just, to, to not complain, fast from complaining, fast from um, self-hatred. My sister and I were talking about self-hatred um, recently and how self-hatred can bring upon so much disease in our bodies. I mean, it can be the, ma the main cause for so much sickness and pain and inflammation in our bodies. Like it really does have a physical um, response, like our bodies can physically respond to self-hatred. And so release that to the Lord, ask him about it, talk to him about it, ask him where the root of it came, what day did it start on? And I tell you what, when you ask God, he will answer. Um, but you have to want to know the answer and you have to be ready and willing to be cleansed of that, to receive that cleansing because cleansing is for you. And I hope this Christmas season that you will really lean into that. So I love y'all. I hope that this blesses y'all somehow. Um, and I hope that y'all have a wonderful weekend. Hopefully I will see y'all over the weekend for another Advent study. But if not, I will see y'all on Monday. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please visit us at www.braided.faith and find us on all social media platforms under Crystal Addis or Braided Faith. We look forward to connecting with you.